Hey you, you're listening to episode number 126 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today we're chatting about the deprivation effect, what happens when you eat everything, acceptance versus loving yourself, and so much more. This topic means a bunch to me because I get a lot of questions about how I live in an intuitive body and how I'm able to make choices for my body instead of how I want it to look and more how I want to nurse myself and accept my body. And so today's guest is a wonderful human being in the self-acceptance space. And it means a lot to me that you hear this message that she has today, because I think it could really, really help a lot of people. If you have questions about today's content, head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. So today we are going to be chatting about a bunch of different things. And if you're like, wait, what's the link for that? Or hold on a second, does she have a reason? for that? I probably do. And you can find all the resources and links and all the things over on today's podcast extra and transcript, which you can find at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash E126. I got one cool thing for you today, and that is that I've been busy writing a cookbook for what seems like forever, and it's coming out in April. And if you're looking for a keto recipe book that's focused on meal planning and really teaching you how to plan your own meals and look at keto meals a little bit differently, I highly recommend you pre-order a copy. You can find out how to pre-order by going to ketodietbook.com. Amazon also has a price guarantee for their pre-orders. So when you pre-order with Amazon, you lock in the lowest price that it will be from the day that you lock it in to the day it launches. So if it gets down to $11, that's the price you'll pay for the book when it launches. I'm just so excited to share this next paperback with you. And when you pre-order, you get a couple of free things from me. So once you have pre-ordered, head on over to ketodietbook.com. Click on the free with your copy link at the top. All you got to do is enter in your email address and I will send you a free keto essentials bundle that's complete with an allergen guide, a three-day meal plan, and a special coupon code. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. Starting and maintaining keto can be challenging without the right support. So just for listening to the podcast, I want to give you 20% off the keto beginning with the coupon code keto podcast. That's all one word. This 30 day program gives you a clear step-by-step how to, so you can quickly adapt to a ketogenic diet, avoid common struggles and get the results you crave. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash begin to get your keto beginning discount today. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international bestselling author of The Keto Diet, founder of HappyKetoBody.com, or maybe you know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thanks so much for listening. Today's guest is Mick Zazon, who's a food freedom virtual health coach, founder of Rose Retreat, and founder of Health Undefined, a virtual support healing system ran by Mick, dietitians, therapists, coaches, and other experts in the health and wellness field. She believes that cookies should always be eaten gooey and warm. Jamming to 2000 Avril can make your day 79% better, and breaking up with dieting is 100% possible when given the right tools and 
and support. Mick shares her message and provides free content on her Instagram, Mick Zazon, and her website, MickZazon.com. Now, just a quick trigger warning for all the people out there listening. If you're triggered by conversations of eating disorders, binge and purge tendencies, or abusive relationships, I highly recommend skipping today's episode, maybe listening to a past episode, or seeing me back here on Sunday. Now, we chat a lot about connecting to the body, intuitive eating, and food freedom. And if you already have a copy of my digital program, Fat Fueled, you can head on over to Chapter 2 for the 7 Days to Food Freedom Techniques, as well as a bunch of other steps, uh, very much in line with today's conversation. Now, if you don't already have a copy of Fat Fueled, you can get it by going to healthfulpursuit.com slash fat fueled. And let's cut over to today's interview. Hey, Mick, how's it going? Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm good. so good. Yeah, yay, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I We're am. This. I like to start off um, a quick question to all of my guests, and it changes depending on where they focus most. And so my question to you is, what does food freedom mean to you? So I'm sure we'll dive deeper into why this means so much to me. Food freedom is how I coach in different aspects of my clients like that. But food freedom to me means accepting what you are. And that is so hard to wrap your mind around because you're like, wait a second, food is food, but not really. Food plays a role in so much more than just one aspect in your life. Food is a relationship. And when you can accept your cravings, why you crave things and your emotions and learn that all of that is okay, then you can learn to listen to your body and freedom means completely different things to other people. For me, it means eating cheesecake in the morning and sometimes eating eggs in the morning. And for another person, it could mean paleo or, you know, going gluten-free keto or anything like that. So freedom means anything that you want it to be. And okay, so there was a lot there. Oh my gosh. And previous me, before I understood food freedom and body acceptance, a lot of the things you said just terrified most people. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean cheesecake for breakfast? What do you mean eating whatever? Like if I... Speaking to previously, Anne, if I allowed myself to eat whatever, I would be 5 billion quadrillion pounds eating chocolate cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. How is this even possible? But I'm sure you get that question a lot. How do you, how do you navigate that? Because there's a lot of fear wrapped up in what you just said. <laughs> fear and shame. And I go through this with my clients all the time. When we're so wrapped up in the shame cycle, we can't accept and we restrict things that we love in our lives because we are so fearful of who we are. And when we can just accept and say, Hey, you know, like I really freaking love cheesecake or I really love brownies. And this is something that I've restricted myself from for so long. Yeah. It might be a case of we, when you choose to eat it, you might overeat it for a little bit. You, you might be, but that is just you accepting what is, and I'm pretty sure it's called the deprivation effect, but it's, it's indulging in what you have restricted yourself from. So for so long, and pretty soon you're going to be like, Oh, I love this. I love the brownie, but I don't need it 24 seven. And then you start to, you know, reset your body and reset your mindset towards food. 
Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that. It's something that I experienced, oh, January 2015, I want to say. I bought $100 worth of candy and I put it in my pantry and I said, Leanne, anytime you want this candy, you have at it, girl. And it lasted like three solid days where I ate candy, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, snack, breakfast, dinner, lunch, snack, all the time. And then after three days, I was like, I don't feel so good. So then I started eating kale with candy, ground beef with candy, and then slowly not a lot of candy because it just, I kind of got rid of that out of my system. Yeah. I, you're like, Hey, it's just candy. Yeah. Candy sounds good right now. <laughs> totally. Exactly. How does somebody get to that space of it's a huge leap. And I remember being absolutely terrified of like, I'm going to the store right now. I'm going to buy candy and I'm going to tell myself that I can have it whenever I want. It's so scary. And I'm on the other side of it. And now I think like, that's not like, you can totally do this. It's fine. I lived through it and I'm a better person because of it. And I feel so much more balanced, but how do we get to that space? So again, it's, it's difficult. And the first thing that I explain to people is number one, accepting what is, and number two, having support around you. And support could mean anything. I mean, when people think of support, people think of, you know, calling your mom and saying, Hey, I have a problem. But in reality, it could just be calling your mom and asking how she is having that human connection, something that we as humans literally need to survive. Um, having support around you can can help you navigate through life better. And like I said previously, food isn't just one aspect of your life. It plays a role in everything. And when we control other parts of our lives, then we gain control of you know finding our own freedom and gaining control of our cravings and how we navigate ourselves through food every single day. Back to today's episode in a sec. Today's episode is sponsored by Perfect Keto. Perfect Keto creates the ultimate products for making the keto lifestyle easier and more effective. All of their products are dairy-free, made in the USA, gluten-free, doctor-approved, and use zero fillers. From exogenous ketones to boost your ketone levels for mental clarity, keto bars for a quality fat snack, MCT oil powder for making your coffee fatty and creamy without the dairy, and so much more. You can get 20% off anything in their shop by going to perfectketo.com slash KDP. Use the coupon code KDP for your 20% off anything your heart desires. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. How did you get into this? Because generally speaking, when somebody's talking like this, they've experienced something quite momentous themselves. So. Yes. <laughs> So, I mean, if, oh man, there's a lot of unloading. And when I say that, I feel like I've lived literally 10 different lives. I mean that like I have lived 10 different lives. And so it all started in, in high school when I did my first diet. I don't know if you're familiar with Advocare, but I did my first Advocare 24 day challenge. And from then on, I went through the um, restrict binge cycle and I didn't think anything of it. I literally thought that I was doing what everyone else did. And obviously it, when, when you think something like that is normal, it snowballs into, Oh, I can, when I go on my next diet, I can diet more and get into this restriction mode. And then it plays 
into this shame cycle when you get off the diet and you open yourself up to eating foods and then you diet again. And it's just this awful cycle. So it started in high school. And then I actually was in a really, really abusive relationship starting my junior year of high school. And that lasted for about four years. But during that relationship with him, he had actually uh, used food as a way of controlling me. So he would restrict food from me and he would restrict money from me. So I couldn't buy the things at the grocery store that I really wanted to get and eat. And that created shame. Like I'm not supposed to have these things because someone I love is telling me that I can't have them. And it was this emotional battle. And he soon actually taught me how to throw up my food after he began to control me even more. And so it was this huge spiral of emotional distress and loving someone, not knowing how to love myself first and not even learning how to accept myself first and finding my worth in a relationship and a man who abused me. But it was more of a as, as hard as it is, it was more of a reflection of myself because I didn't know how to love myself. And I chose someone who, you know, chose to abuse food the way that I was still abusing food and just made it a little bit worse. And so I began to work out and diet even more. And I went through a few eating disorders. Um, I went through body dysmorphia, I went through bulimia and then binge eating and orthorexia. And it was just all of this spiraling down. And pretty soon I realized at the end of my abusive relationship, when I found out that, you know, enough is enough and I can't be living, you know, when someone is literally starving me every day and I'm starving myself and I'm constantly in the most restriction restrictive relationship with not only myself, but he was restricting me from my family, food, and um, my friends that I had nowhere else to go but to fight back. And I decided enough was enough. And I left, thankfully, and I actually left the country. And because for those of you who are listening and maybe in an abusive relationship, I would highly, highly recommend you talking to someone before you do, because when you get out of a relationship like that, it's the most dangerous time for you. And it's important that you have a plan in place. I always say that. (laughs) And so I started to kind of figure out my own journey through food by being by myself again. And that was when binge eating came into place because when I was in my relationship with him, it was, you know, restrict and I was bulimic. So I thought I was curing myself by binge eating because I wasn't throwing up anymore. And, and then I just began to figure it out. And then I became a power lifter and I started living that life as well. And I tracked macros religiously because if I could control my calories, then, you know, binge eating wouldn't be a problem. Throwing up wouldn't be a problem and I could be eating enough and whatnot. But in reality, I was still dieting and I was still binging and doing all of this without even knowing. And then I hit absolute rock bottom. My body just completely shut down on me and I became in this depressive state where I did not leave my bed for a month. I 
was ordering Postmates. And you guys, this is, this is real life. I'm about to tell you some real life stuff. I was, I did not leave my bed. I did not see outside of my apartment for a month straight. I ordered my groceries in. I ordered Postmates five times a day. And I literally had food plates all around my bed because I could not stop eating. And I did not know what was going on. And that was for a month straight. And I knew something was wrong. And I, I was living in, then I moved to Arizona. So I was across the country from my family and I decided enough was enough and I needed to change my life. I needed to grow from bare minimum because I literally hit rock bottom. And so I moved back and I got the help that I needed. And through there, I decided to really focus my life on what do I really want it to be like? How do I want to cultivate relationships where I can be happy? Not just relationships with other people and maybe a love life someday that's not abusive, but a relationship with myself, food, my parents and my siblings and you know nature and all of the relationships that you could possibly have. What do I want it to be? And here I am now. Amazing. That is such a powerful story. And I'm so sorry that you had to experience all of that. And as somebody myself, I think we all have traumas that we need to process whether, you know, I think a lot of us will compare traumas and be like, you know, your trauma was bigger than my trauma and all these things, but really it comes down to a trauma as a trauma. And we all deal with these traumas. And I think if we, if we hadn't experienced that, if you hadn't experienced these traumas, you wouldn't be doing the work that you're doing now. Mm -hmm. So do you ever think about that of like, I wish I could go back or I'm happy that I experienced this because now I'm giving the gift that other women didn't get to experience or what's your relationship with that? I would not trade my life for anything. And that is something that I have had to work through for a very long time because coming from a person who has gone through trauma and I'm sure you understand as well, like it's a lot of resentment for what happened. And that trauma can lead to you abusing yourself in so many different ways. And there was a lot of thinking, you know, why did this happen to me? You know, why am I like this? Why am I not enough? Completely just self-loathing. And if I didn't go through that, if I didn't go through such extreme traumas in my life, then I wouldn't be impacting the people in such a at such a deep level that I am right now, if I didn't go through those. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Totally. I totally agree with you. I hope you're totally digging this episode. I love putting these together every week and I hope you're getting something out of it. I love seeing where you're listening from. So next time you're listening or even right now, take a picture of yourself watching the show or a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram at Healthful Pursuit. And if social isn't your thing, that's totally fine. Just jump on your favorite podcast player and leave a review for the show. Okay, back to the good stuff. Okay. Food freedom. So you've gone through all this, you've recreated your life and designed your life in a way that feels good. What's your favorite thing about food freedom? When you, when you discovered it and you started practicing it, what's like that one thing that makes you feel the most free? I think that is, it's so simple, but eating French fries. (laughs) Um, I love French fries and having French fries, it's almost in my daily diet. I'm not even kidding you, you guys, like I eat 
French fries religiously because it makes me happy and it makes me able to show up in life at such a happy level that, you know, it just, it completes me. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I've asked this question recently and my, my answer was not planning. Like, I love just like, you know, my husband's like, Hey, you know, let's go out to the mall. And then we're at the mall and I'm like, do you want to just grab a burger? I'm really hungry. Let's just grab a burger. Like just being able to do that. And like, I used to wish I used to look at people that would just grab burgers at the mall and be like, I wish I had that life. And why can't my life be like that? And how do they, how do they even do that? How is it even possible? Like, did you ever get to that point of when you realized food freedom and you went through the slump before things got better, did you start to grasp these concepts of food freedom and be like, that could never be me. I could never do this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, speaking of malls, I don't even know if they do this anymore, but the sampling stations where people would sample in the food court, I would get so jealous at the people who would go up and sample cookies or sample, you know, the really good chocolate or Chinese food, something so something soul foodie. I was, I was always so jealous of the people who could just say yes without even thinking. Yeah. Right. Totally. And that jealousy and I think it's important to have this conversation because I find all of the podcasts and books that I would read was sort of like, they would say, well, it just kind of like happens, like just keep learning and it'll just kind of happen. And it does just kind of happen, but nobody just talks about how, how frustrating it is to be like, I just want to experience this and I want to do what feels right for my body. But I, there's so much fear around it, especially as somebody, both of us experiencing disordered relationships with food. It's not as easy as like, you just eat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, for instance, oh my goodness. I remember when I, it was like five, six months ago and I was in my house and my little brother was eating ice cream and I was just watching him kind of react around food. And he decided to stop eating the ice cream with only two bites left in the whole, whole entire container. And I looked at him and I was like, what in the heck? How are you just, how do you just stop eating that? And I think that is so, that's a, such an important topic to uh, recognize is people are, are afraid that they won't stop when they decide to eat the things that they crave. And it does just happen, but it doesn't start with just eating the foods that you crave. It, it starts with dealing with the really, really yucky emotions that you have inside that play, play a role in your life without you even knowing. Mm, yeah, I'm glad. How old was your brother or how old is your brother? 13. He was okay. 13. That's amazing. I love watching children eat. Like mm -hmm. that is to just watch them be so intuitive. And oftentimes when we go to restaurants, we'll go to restaurants where kids are just so I could just, I just love watching them just, I'm not hungry anymore. I don't feel like that. And it's just this natural thing where they haven't downloaded all this garbage when it comes to food yet. <laughs> I, know, I know. And it's just such a beautiful thing. To, and then when they're done, they just get up and they go play. Like they're just, yeah. I, I'm done with this. I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's so great. It's so great. If yeah. one of our listeners is listening right now and they're like, I want this, I, I, I like this concept of feeling more free around food. Where should she start? What's like the place, the place where she could start? I would say finding, finding a professional to talk to. 
is really, really important and there, it can be expensive, but having a dietitian or therapist by your side who knows the right things to do. I mean, they've studied this and they, it's their life's practice is so, so, so important. And there's websites that even have therapy for free. And then there's also websites like psychology today who you can search and you can literally narrow your search down by ethnicity, gender, um, whether they're gay, straight, transgender, like anything, you can narrow it down to whatever you want in the therapist and they'll show you where, where to find them. Cool. Yes. I think support is so, so important, even just to have that buddy and a sense of community and just somebody to talk to, because like you said, there's so much shame around this stuff and to have somebody that won't judge you, (laughs) it's just really, really nice. Okay. So a lot of the women listening, well, are women uh, and they have chosen to eat a ketogenic diet for probably various reasons. Some of them reasons because they just feel better eating fat and other reasons because maybe they read it in a magazine of it being the next best thing and they're doing it. How do we merge diet and diet meaning eating style, how we've chosen to feed our bodies with the concept of, of food freedom? How can we feed our bodies with food that makes us feel good while not using fear to control those choices? Have you navigated that at all? It's trial and error. As as that sounds, it's just trial and error. And a lot of people don't want to go through with that, which is why they resort to going to magazines and finding the newest fad diet that is out there because it's an easy fix. And diets follow through with their promise. If, you know, weight loss is something that you want, it's so easy to go on the internet and find a 30 day challenge or whatever that restricts basically everything in your your entire diet that will make you lose weight. There's, it will. And instant gratification is one of the most difficult parts about breaking up with dieting and learning how to navigate food freedom in your own way, because you're so used to, well, not even that you're so used to, but fast happiness is very, very glamorized today. Mm, Yeah, completely. Back to today's episode in a sec. Some people choose to do plant-based keto and others do carnivore-based keto. And I'd like to think I'm somewhere in the middle loving meat and plants. I thrive on the right kind of animal protein, protein from healthy animals, animals that get treated fairly, have happy lives on pasture, and are raised ethically. This is why I choose to eat grass-fed and finished beef, free-range chicken, heritage-bred pork, and wild fish. I'm so happy I can get all of these options from ButcherBox, a meat subscription service I've used since 2016. Listeners of the show get a free filet mignon, pack of bacon, and $10 off their first box, plus free shipping from now until the end of February 2019. You can head on over to butcherbox.com slash keto diet to order your first box and get your free filet mignon, bacon, and $10 off your first order. Okay, back to today's episode. And there's a huge role of self-acceptance in all of this, wouldn't wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something that I am very, very open with on my social medias is when you begin to accept yourself and accept that you may need to work through some things in order to find freedom in your life, you will might, I mean, you might gain weight. It's a 90% possibility. And 
opening yourself up to accepting yourself through that weight gain is so scary when media all over the place is telling you that the Victoria's Secret body type um, model is the only type of beauty standard that we have. So it's really scary. Yeah, we were at the mall. I'm talking about malls today. That's a thing. Um, (laughs) It's just such a great way of like observing people. And oftentimes when social media tells me that I need to look a certain way, or I'm looking through print ads, I'll go to a very public place where there are lots of people and I will just observe normal people and their natural habitat (laughs) and just look at different bodies and see how they're interacting and and the types of people that are there and just really observing people. And I was at a was it forever 21, I think. And there were lots of like young people in that store and they all just had different bodies and, and none of them looked like the bodies we see in magazines. And I think it can be such a a nourishing experience to be like, wait, I'm putting down my phone. I'm putting down the paper and the magazine and all the things, and I'm just going to go and observe humans. And it's very rare that they match up. I haven't found that lately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, so I also tell the people that follow me and I say this almost every single day, delete the people who make you feel like about your body, unfollow them and start following people of diversity, whether that be of different color, different shape, different passions in life. It's so important to realize that there's so much more to life than looking good on a computer screen or on a phone screen there. I mean, the media has completely brainwashed us into following the women that only make up 5% of the population. I I read this article that uh, the women who have, you know, six six pack abs and uh, a thigh gap and look like Victoria's Secret models, only 5% of women in the population look like that. The other 95% are killing themselves, literally some are killing themselves trying to look like that. And it's this distorted image. So the first thing that we can do is just unfollow all of that and start following people that inspire us to be different and inspire us to open our eyes to different possibilities. And inspire us to think. Yes. Like use your brain. Yes. You have one and it's amazing. And Mm -hmm. the thoughts you think are different than any other person's thoughts. And I've been following a lot of people that make me think about things. How do I feel about this? Like, how do I actually feel about this? And what are my thoughts around this? Have you noticed by releasing control over your diet and your body and all these things that you have more time to dedicate to like other things you didn't have time for before? Oh my goodness. Yes. So I was a stickler for meal prepping when I was tracking macros and um, exercising. And when I just decided to stop meal prepping and open myself to going out to eat, I opened myself up to experiencing uh, situations where I'm laughing with my friends in a restaurant and I'm not you know, slaving away in the kitchen, making 25 chicken breasts and broccoli and spaghetti squash for the week. And I could easily just enjoy a meal, laugh with my family or friends and, you know, utilize that time elsewhere. Yeah. Like there are so many other activities, so many activities. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What do you feel is missing in the health and wellness space right now, specifically for women? I think the space to accept themselves. 
we're on a we're on a good track right now with you know the media blowing up uh especially around the victoria's secret show i'm talking about victoria's secret models so maybe that's just what i'm talking about today you're talking about malls <laughs> um but there was a lot of you know women fighting back and saying no i because i'm different from you this is my beautiful and i'm not fitting into your standard and that's okay i'm i'm going to strut my my myself down the runway whether i'm a size 15 a size 4 you know a, a size 10 whatever whatever body shape you have too this is who i am and i think that was such a beautiful thing to see because acceptance is just lost in the world when diet culture has completely brainwashed us yeah completely i agree with you where can people find more from you how can we follow you and get all the good stuff? Yes. So you can find me on uh, YouTube. Instagram is where I'm mainly at and Twitter, all on Mick Zazon. So M-I-K-Z-A-Z-O-N. You can find me there. And my website is www.mickzazon.com. Amazing. And your Instagram's amazing. So we will include all those links in the show notes today. And I just want to thank you so much for opening up your heart and telling your story to our community. I know it's going to help a lot of people. Well, thank you guys. Whoever's listening and needs some encouragement today, I'm by your side and I'm sure you are by your side, by them, their side too. And you know, it's okay to be who you are. Amen. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 